You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. and think there must be more than this to life are you looking for more joy freedom and purpose in your life this is living a courageous authentic life with your host jennifer monahan many of us may be focused on getting ahead and achieving our goals but we may soon realize that something is missing jennifer was there and now she's here to help you reclaim your personal power find joy and realize your full potential now, please welcome the host of Living a Courageously Authentic Life, Jennifer Monahan. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. So as you've probably figured out, I get a lot of the ideas for this show and what I'm going to talk about from my clients and, and from interactions that I have with other people, whether it's family or friends or even just random people I meet on the bus or whatever. And when something comes up a few times for me, uh, where people are asking something similar, that's when I say, oh, I'm going to put a show around this because I figure that if it comes up more than one time uh, with me and my clients or with friends or family members, it's probably something that other people are asking about or thinking about or dealing with. So over the past few weeks, I've had several people ask me about intuition. You know, what is it? How do I know when I'm connecting to my intuition? Uh, how do I know that it's real and not something that I've made up in my mind? How can I trust what I get from my intuition? And this idea of intuition, it's something that we all talk about, but I don't know how many of us actively use and work with our intuition. As a shaman, I work with, work with and rely on my intuition all the time. Uh, every time I do a shamanic journey for someone, I have to trust, you know, as I do that journey, that the messages, the visions, the experiences that I have during the during the journey are valid and that they provide some kind of insight that will help me or my client with whatever the situation uh, my client is dealing with. So let me give you an example. When I do a shamanic journey, which... Basically, what I do when I do a shamanic journey is I go into this trance-like state and I connect with the spirit world to help a client heal at the spirit level uh, or to, to connect to get some insights for them to help them on their life journey or connect with their higher self or their guides. You know, I, I do all of this. And when I journey, pretty much anything can happen, right? Different beings can come forward. Different places or scenes can present themselves or I'll find myself in and different messages come through. 
And it would be really easy for me to tell myself, oh, you know, I'm just imagining this whole experience. I'm imagining myself being in this spirit world. I'm imagining the conversations that I'm having with these different guides. I'm even imagining the guides and, you know, I'm imagining this activity happening, whatever it is. I can say to myself, gee, I'm making it all up and none of it is real, right? And when I first started doing my shamanic work and doing these journeys, I didn't fully trust the messages that were coming through to me because I wasn't trusting my intuition. I would question the messages, uh, especially when something really seemed kind of weird or silly to me. And as I was doing this work with clients, there were times when I even hesitated to share what had happened during the shamanic journey because it just didn't seem right to me. It seemed like weird or silly, like I said. But I quickly learned that when I did that, when I wasn't sharing, uh, I wasn't helping my client as much as I could. And I was actually not trusting myself and my abilities And when I'm not trusting myself and I'm not trusting my abilities, um, I'm actually closing myself off to being a good shaman. So anyway, back to the example. Every time I journey, I have this set of guides that come forward to work with me. And I know these guides. I've worked with them now for years. But every once in a while, when I do a journey, there's someone else who comes forward to help out uh, from the spirit world that I don't recognize. And it's important to note that when I journey, I don't always see things the way that we do with our eyes, quote, in real life. You know, I'm sitting here uh, in San Francisco right now and I'm looking around and I can see a plant on a table and I can look out the window and see buildings and things like that. I don't actually see that way when I'm journeying, or at least not all the time. So sometimes I just sense that something or someone is with me on the journey. Similar to how we can sense someone, sometimes sense that, you know, there's somebody watching us when our back is turned to that person. We kind of feel that there's somebody there, that their energy is there. And then we turn around like, oh, look, that person's staring at me. Um, So similar to that. And I can sense who or what it is. Sometimes I only see a portion of the thing I'm looking at. So, for example, when I first started seeing and working with Archangel Michael, I didn't see him in his entirety. What I actually saw the first thing were some wing feathers. And then over time, my ability to see him expanded to see him. And now I see him in his entirety. But initially, I had to trust that what I was seeing when I was seeing just a portion of him was, in fact, him. As I learned to trust my intuition, more and more things would come forward in my journeys. And one day, I was doing a journey for a client. And in addition to my usual guides... There was someone else there. Like I said, sometimes somebody else comes forward. I could sense that there is a person. I could sense that this person was a female entity, but I couldn't really see her. Like just, again, this sense that there was someone there. I was doing the journey in the upper world, which is a world filled with loving, helping spirits, a very safe world. So I wasn't at all concerned about the intentions of this woman being part of the journey, but I did want to know more about her. So I asked her, you know, who are you? And she didn't reveal her whole self to me, but what she did show me were three things. She showed me her smile. She showed me her black curly hair. She had this beautiful black wavy curly hair and she showed me the letter J. 
And that was all she showed me. And I was completely fine with that. She gave me an indication of who she was. When I finished the journey and I called my client back, uh, and I always call back to share what happened during the journey, I told my client, hey, you know, there was somebody there at the journey uh, who was helping that I didn't know or recognize. I said it was a woman, and she showed me three things. She showed me her smile, her black curly hair, and the letter J. And my client was immediately excited. Uh, And she told me, she said, oh, my gosh, that's my cousin Jessica. She passed away a number of years ago, but in my family, we always complimented her, and she was always known for her beautiful smile and her gorgeous black curly hair. And it was in that moment when I fully believed in my intuition and what was coming through for me for my shamanic sessions and stopped thinking that I was making things up. And the reason for that is pretty obvious, right? Because if I had been making it up, let's just say that I had gone on that journey and I wasn't connecting to my intuition and my feelings and my experiences and trusting what I was receiving. If I was, in fact, just making everything up, what are the odds that I could come up with, hey, there's a woman at this at this session. She's got a beautiful smile, black curly hair, and her name begins with the letter J. And have that be exactly the same as someone's, you know, relative who had passed away, uh, you know, within my client. So I, you know, I would have had to have hit the lotto in terms of guesses in order to get that right. And and the chances of me doing that, kind of like the chances of me actually hitting a winning lotto numbers is extremely slim. So today we're going to talk about intuition. What is it? How can it help you? And how can you tap into it and trust it? We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll keep talking. Give me a call, 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. Global Glory. That's the work of Dr. Marina McLean, COO of Global Glory, whose calling is to serve God. A first-generation British-born Londoner of Jamaican descent, Dr. McLean inherited the hunger for the word from her father, who was a Bible teacher. Growing up, her home was filled with missionaries from the Caribbean islands and America, and she travels the world preaching the gospel. She has a Bachelor of Arts degree in theology and an honorary doctorate of divinity and Christian counseling from Friends International Christian University. Dr. McLean is also a songwriter and recording artist, and her songs are written during summits and conferences in the presence of God. She's recorded three worship albums to date and is in ministry for 28 years alongside her husband, Dr. Rennie McLean, who shares her passion. Visit www.globalglory.org or on Facebook at Global Glory. Call 866-244-5679 and feel the glory. Joseph A. Moylan is the owner of Ion Health, which specializes in very unique medical devices. Ion Health offers biomats, alkalife, and frequency machines. Biomats are a far infrared red and negative ion emitting FDA approved medical device. With many different sizes available, you can place them on your bed, on a massage table, or on a seat in your car. It is an unobtrusive way to health. Alkalife machines are water ionizers that cleanse and raise the alkalinity of your tap water, making high alkaline water. 
Frequency machines utilize certain frequencies to kill viruses and bacteria. These devices are safe and effective. Coming from a health-conscious background and studying physiology at the Academy of Natural Health, Joseph A. Moylan has 15 years of experience in the health field and wants to help you live a healthy, long life. Visit www.ionhealthbiomats.weebly.com or call 765-520-2988. Don't let your health go astray. Get in touch today. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we're talking about connecting with and trusting your intuition. So what is intuition? Intuition, to me at least, is that that quiet voice inside of us that lets us know that something's right or wrong for us, or it gives us more insights about a particular situation or a question we're looking to answer. It's, a, it's very quiet, though, and we can usually only hear it when we ourselves are quiet and still and we're connected with our heart rather than connecting with our mind or our ego because our intuition is more heart-based. Um, it's, it's aligned with our higher selves and that wisdom and guidance comes through the heart. Unfortunately, uh, we usually are more connected with our mind and with our egos and we're typically rushing through our lives, kind of living in our heads, living by a clock that forces us to make decisions uh, you know, within a certain time period. And in that type of environment, it can be extremely difficult for us to connect to our intuition, uh, to connect to that inner knowing, because these external things are much louder, uh, much more distracting than our intuition, and they, they drown it out. So in order to connect with our intu- intuition, we have to first step out of that loudness and stop, open our hearts, and listen. And then we can hear that quiet voice inside of us giving us guidance. But let's let's talk about whether or not intuition is real. I know I just shared an example before the break of something that happened during a shamanic session. But it's a question that all of us, I think, wrestle with at one time or another. Is it real or is it just something that we make up inside of us? So as you know, I'd be the first person to say that it's in fact real. And my shamanic work has confirmed this for me. But even without my shamanic work, even before I started doing my shamanic work, I had learned to listen to that little voice in my heart. And there have been a couple times in my life where I, quite frankly, ignored my intuition. I had heard that little voice, and that little voice was saying something uh that it was saying that something wasn't quite right, uh, that something wasn't the right path for me to take, but I ignored it because I wanted to do that thing or I wanted to believe that this thing was right for me. And each time that I've ignored that little voice, I've regretted it. The times that I've ignored my intuition have resulted in the most painful times in my life. And while I learned lessons from each of those times, uh, beyond just that I should trust my intuition, uh, in retrospect, as I look at my life and look at those times, uh, I think I could have saved myself a lot of pain and heartache if I had listened to and trusted my intuition, even though my intuition was telling me something that I didn't want to hear. But it's not just my opinion that our intuition is real. Um, 
intuition is something that's been looked at and studied for quite a long time. Uh, Carl Jung began studying intuition a hundred years or so ago, saying that people who are led by intuition let their feelings and thoughts guide them. And he further went on to say that people using their intuition are accessing their inner unconscious experience and that they're, and those that can balance, those that do that are able to balance their thoughts and feelings against data. And he went on to, from that point of view, to say that there's there's a benefit of bringing your intuition forward and marrying that with data. Um, that's the balance he's talking about. So that when you are making a decision, you're making a fully informed decision. Uh, his perspective was data alone is not enough to make a decision. And intuition alone, while a very good guiding point, needs to be married with some data so that as you're making a decision, you've got both perspectives in place. A, a study in 2015 that was looking to show the connection between intuition and mindfulness or, or this idea of being present showed that intuition is extremely beneficial when someone is stressed or under time pressure and dealing with something that's really complex because according to the study, and this is a direct quote from this study, intuition Intuitive processes often lead to judgments with higher diagnostic value for the to-be-judged criterion than rational analytic processes of reasoning. Uh, there's a lot of big fancy words in there, but basically what they're saying is when you are in a stressful, time-pressure, complex situation, your intuition and the guidance that comes from your intuition is more valuable and more spot-on than if you're just doing some type of rational, data-driven reasoning. Uh, in fact, taking that a step for further, some scientists and researchers are now saying that intuition is the highest form of intelligence that we possess. There was an article in Forbes uh, that was writing about this. It's the highest form of intelligence we possess and that when we have a gut feeling, when we have a hunch or there's that little voice within us uh, that's telling us something, that's trying to get our attention, that that contains a lot of power and is our truth. And it's far more insightful than the outside world than data and input. So scientists and researchers are now saying that our intuition is a very positive, beneficial way of making decisions that might in fact be superior than just, or is in fact superior than just a data-driven decision. So intuition is real and it's valuable and beneficial, um, but how is it beneficial? What, what are the benefits of our intuition? I will say first and foremost, probably the biggest benefit of our intuition is that it never steers us wrong. When we're connected to our intuition, we see things far more clearly because we've eliminated our rational mind. We've eliminated fear, right? We're connecting to that voice of truth within us and our rational mind and fear are not taking over and clouding up or defining or even driving the decision. Uh, when that happens, when our rational mind or fear, I mean, let's, you know, we've talked about fear a lot. When fear is driving what we do, we end up making decisions that perhaps 
on paper sound correct because maybe they're logical or they're the safe decision or we've got this piece of data to back it up, but ultimately can end up being bad decisions for us. So our intuition never steers us wrong. I'm going to keep talking about what the benefits are of our intuition when we come back from a break. If you have questions or comments, give us a call at 866-451-1451. Stay tuned. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Stapula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for people with disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis drives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Do you ever wonder why certain things are happening in your life? How to start a business or a new direction? Need answers? Astrologer Bonnie Perbula can help you reveal your true self and gain strength and focus so you can achieve greater joy and success. Working with a natal birth date, time, and location, Bonnie brings out qualities to aid you in getting the best from your life. She can help you unlock dormant traits to bring you greater awareness. Bonnie also conducts public speaking engagements to educate aspiring astrologers on their journey to the stars. A gifted artist, Bonnie bridges her talents and recently launched a line of Astro Bears, uniquely created in colors of individuals' astrology charts. She also makes one-of-a-kind necklaces of crystal beads and woven thread. To learn more about the world, of Bonnie Prabula, go to BonnieGPrabula.com and for astrology consulting, visit astrologyconsultants.com or call or email her at 808-526-1536 or BonnieGP at AOL.com. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're talking about Uh, connecting with and trusting your intuition. And just before the break, I was starting to get into the benefits of our intuition and how our intuition never steers us wrong, which is very different from when we are being led by just our rational mind or by fear. And I want to explore fear a little bit more because our fear, when we are afraid, when we are starting from a place of fearfulness for a situation or a decision or moving forward in our life, that fear will drown out our intuition. Um, interestingly enough, enough, our fear can sound like a quiet voice inside of us and it can say things like, oh, don't do that or it's a bad idea. Um which could be a similar message that you could get from your intuition as well, right? Your intuition could say, oh, yeah, that's not the rest, right thing for you. So how do you know when it's your fear talking or when it's your intuition talking? And I know we've talked a lot about fear on this show and how fear is probably, well, the biggest thing that holds us back from living our lives authentically and courageously, The way that I know I'm connecting to my intuition uh, or connecting with fear, 
the difference is that when when we're coming from a place of fear, when we're listening to that voice of fear in our bodies, it, it fear typically closes ourselves off from moving forward. It pens ourselves in so that we can avoid whatever it is that is in front of us. So the energy around fear and that voice of fear is usually pretty heavy. Uh, it causes a tightness in our body. Uh, it causes our energy to feel sluggish and slow. And it feels constraining rather than liberating. When we're listening to a voice of fear, we may also feel anxious or like things could somehow get out of control, right? If we don't avoid whatever it is. Uh, fear is usually an avoidance mechanism. And, and so when the voice of fear is get as far away from that thing or don't do that other thing or go away from there because somehow you're going to get hurt or uh, be in pain or whatever it is, uh, it's an avoidance thing. When we're tapping into our intuition and we're getting a don't do it message or that's a bad idea message because that can come through our intuition as well. The energy around that message is completely different. So rather than feeling heavy and constraining and, you know, anxious and fearful, our intuition, when we get that message, it's a, a feeling of clarity there's, I'll say a lightness around it, even if the answer is no, there's like, yeah, that just doesn't feel right for me. Um, and, and it feels opening rather than limiting, right? That clarity around it says, okay, that's not right for me. What else can I do? As opposed to, ooh, that's not right for you. Run far and fast and we got to lock ourselves down and move away from it. I hope you can see the difference between the two because when we're connecting with our intuition, we have to make sure that we're not actually connecting with fear. So how do you connect with your intuition and how do you know that you've connected with your intuition? Uh, the first thing that I do and I would recommend folks do is connect to how you're feeling. So when you're connected to your intuition, um, you may feel a sense of calmness or peacefulness, as if the truth and clarity make the decision easier for you. But you may also feel like a, a sick feeling in the pit of your stomach. We've, we've all felt that when we know we're doing something we're not supposed to be doing, or it's not quite right for us. We've all felt that sick feeling in the pit of our stomach. That's our intuition coming up saying, hey, you keep walking down this path that's not quite right for you. And I want you to know that it's not right for you. And it's you know, this physical sickness uh, is one way that I can, I, your intuition can communicate with you. Um, and sometimes we feel that sick feeling, even if we don't know that we're fully don't know that we're not doing the right thing or not on the right path. And we just know that, gee, something isn't quite right about this situation and, and we can't put our finger on it, but something just doesn't feel right. That's our intuition talking to us. So regardless of whether you feel that peaceful feeling or that kind of sick, something doesn't feel quite right feeling, when you are connected with your intuition, there's a, a lightness associated with the insight, as I mentioned before. Even if that insight goes against 
what you want or how you want the situation to be resolved. So when you're connecting with your intuition, you feel clear about what it is that you're hearing or feeling or getting from your intuition, which then gives you clarity about what you need to do. And with this clarity, again, comes confidence. This doesn't feel right. I'm going to stop. And I I know now that I need to do something different is an example of clarity that comes confidence. You know what you need to do. And any fear that you have around this situation is lessened so that you can move forward. I want to compare that to when you're connecting from a place of fear. and, And you may be saying, oh, I can't do that. You don't have that clarity and you don't have that confidence because the fear is taking you over to the point where you may be paralyzed or you're just running away from it. So, again, another way to tell the difference between connecting with your intuition and connecting with fear is intuition helps you have clarity and lightness and allows you to start to see what your next step is. You may not know the whole journey, but gee, at very least stop this and move in this other direction. Whereas our fear makes us feel heavy and can paralyze us in terms of actions. Now, your intuition, when you're talking about connecting to your intuition, may try to speak to you through many different ways so that you get the message. So, for example, you might have a similar feeling come up every time you think of this particular situation. Or maybe you end up getting the same message through multiple sources or different situations. Or maybe your intuition tries to get your attention through dreams to let you know something. And I'll share a life example. So when I was considering doing shamanic work, but I wasn't quite sure if it was the right thing for me, I had a bunch of dreams that served as almost markers to give me guidance that it was the right thing for me to do. I was dreaming often of Mayan pyramids and ruins. Uh, And the Mayan pyramids and the Mayan world was the starting point of my journey to becoming shaman. So these ruins and pyramids had a special significance to me. We're going to take another quick break. When I come back, I'll continue sharing how your intuition can speak to you and then um, how you can connect to it. If you have any questions or comments, give me a call at 866-451-1451. We'll be right back. Patricia Fayweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters, informing a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL pipeline. And she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in books four and five. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes. And she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. And play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love. Introducing BetterHomeAndGarden.com. That's www.betterhomeandgarden.com with just the letter N in Better Home and Garden. BetterHomeandGarden.com offers you the highest quality products on the market that are environmentally safe and effective and to make them available to you at the lowest possible prices. BetterHomeandGarden.com understands that kind of creativity and do-it-yourself attitude. 
Thus, we developed our website, BetterHomeAndGarden.com. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the following products right online. Bath, bedding, collectibles, craft, sewing and hobby, food and beverage, furniture, home decor, kitchen and dining, lamps and lighting, large appliances, musical instruments, outdoor cooking, patio items, pet supplies, plant and garden, rug and floor coverings, small appliances, travel and luggage, and so much more. Better Home and Garden is an online retailer offering a wide variety of high-quality brand-name merchandise at discount prices. Our service is personal and we aim to please. Visit us at www.betterhomeandgarden.com. Make your home your own. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And just before the break, I was sharing a personal example of how my intuition was speaking to me through a variety of different ways so that I could get the message about whether or not I should be going down the path of doing shamanic work. So the first thing was I was having these dreams uh, of Mayan pyramids and ruins, which were significant to me because that's where I was studying uh, being a shaman and that's where my journey started. I was also having dreams about snakes, uh, which symbolize transformation and change when they show up in a dream. And they are a one of the gods for the Mayans. Uh, they have the feathered serpent god. What's interesting about snakes for me is that in real life, I am terrified of snakes. Anybody who knows me well knows that uh, me and snakes are not friends. Uh, I, I'm very afraid of them. I've been working on that fear for a long time. And at other times when I've dreamed of snakes, not during this time, I would wake up in the middle of the dream being afraid. But in these dreams where I was trying to make the decision about do I do this shamanic thing, I wasn't afraid of the snakes. So that in and of itself was surprising to me as I, I would have these dreams. Instead, I was working with them and learning from them. And, and this was a clear sign to me that, you know, my intuition or my higher self was trying to tell me something. So at the time I was trying to make the decision, I kept having these same dreams over and over again. And I also found myself daydreaming about what my life would be like as a shamanic healer rather than as the business strategy consultant that I was at that time. Our intuition can try to lead us to an answer through both our night dreams and our daydreams. So if you find yourself daydreaming about something over and over again, it may be a way uh, that your intuition is trying to tell you something. So... In addition to showing up through our night dreams and our daydreams, as uh, our, our intuition can show up other ways. So as I continued wrestling with this decision, uh, and I was actually leaning towards staying in my job and not really pursuing the whole shamanic thing, um, obviously this was fear taking control of the decision-making process. I kept chugging away at my job, but I noticed that I started to feel physically ill, like I was feeling nauseous every Monday morning as I was getting ready to go to the airport. This too was my intuition trying to communicate with me to let me know that I wasn't making the decision that was aligned with my highest good and my life purpose, right? This physical illness that I was feeling every morning. A fourth way that our intuition shows up, and I'll share in my personal example again, is by having the same type of thoughts over and over again. This is beyond the daydreaming, right, to having the same thought popping into your head. And in my case, I ignored that physical nauseousness. Uh, I chalked it up to stress and exhaustion. But this thought kept going through my head over and over again. I need a break. I need a break. I need a break. Um, 
the universe and my intuition took it to the next level. And I ended up getting hit by a minivan while I was walking across the street and I got a break. I actually got multiple breaks and couldn't go to work for several months, right? Now, when I had been thinking I need a break, I was thinking more of the lines of vacation, but what I got instead were several broken bones and lots of time stuck on the couch while I healed. And that was important because that time on the couch for me, that couch time gave me the time to really connect to what was going on and see that my intuition was telling me that the shamanic work was more aligned with my higher self, more aligned with my life path. And as I started to get that clarity, I could see that my fear was the one thing holding me back and that I'd missed many of the ways that my intuition was trying to nudge me in the best direction with my life between the the night dreams, the daydreams, the um, thoughts over and over again, the physical illness, all of that was my intuition. And it kept nudging and nudging me sometimes really firmly so that I got the message. So kind of to summarize, some of the ways you can know that your intuition is trying to communicate with you include having that sense of peace or a sense of sickness, like in the, in the pit of your stomach that says, gee, this, I have clarity, but this is not right or is right, depending on it. You feel that clarity. You feel lightness about what you need to do. You feel confident. You may get messages in your dreams daydreams and night dreams. You might have physical illnesses that can grow like mine did. And you might get multiple, the same type of messages, multiple ways or repeatedly. So these are ways that our intuition can show up. But what if you've never actually connected with your intuition, or if you don't feel that you trust what you get from your intuition? How do you get started so that you can uh, not only connect, but feel the messages you're getting and the insights you're getting are correct or valid. One of the first things that you need to do to connect with your intuition is to first connect with yourself. And when I say connect with yourself, I mean your true authentic self. We tend to bury and hide who we are, and we do it under personas that we take on in our childhood. We do it under roles that we play as a result of those personas. We box ourselves in with our limiting beliefs. We deny our gifts. We deny our purpose, and we basically cover up who we are. So to connect with yourself before you can connect to your intuition, you need to identify and release your personas and your limiting beliefs. You need to identify and own who you are, who your gift, what your gifts are, what your purpose is, why you're here. And all of that will give you much more clarity on who you really are. And then once you've had that clarity, it is much easier to connect with your higher self and your intuition because you don't have anything, or at least you have a whole lot less uh, uh, stuff clouding up your energy and, and your knowledge of yourself. Part of that whole process is loving yourself when you're connecting with who you really are. So since our higher self, and that's the source of our intuition, since our higher self is pure love, when we, in our human form, don't love ourselves, we, we limit our ability to connect to our intuition. And I know it can be real difficult to love ourselves, right? Uh, 
so many things impact us that our personas our limiting beliefs our life situation uh there's so many factors that prevent us from loving ourselves and sometimes i think our life purpose is actually to learn to love ourselves we're going to take another quick break when we come back we'll talk more about how to connect to your intuition call with your questions 866-451-1451 We'll be right back. There are artists and then there's Alice Asmar. This award-winning artist has spent her entire life devoted to her artistic pursuits and has had a lifelong fascination with American Indians of the southwestern United States. Her book, Dance to the Great Spirit, showcases her drawings and paintings inspired by sacred rituals of the Pueblo Indians, and four of her lithographs are in permanent collection at the National Museum of American History and the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. She is one of four artists in the United States to win a Woolley Fellowship for study in Paris at L'Ecole des Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www.asmarart.com, www.aliceasmarinternational.com, and email alice at aliceasmar at aol.com. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And today we're talking about connecting with and trusting your intuition. And just before the break, I was explaining how in order to connect to your intuition, you first have to connect to who you are and love and accept yourself. Once you've done that, and you don't have to have it perfect before you connect to your intuition, but it makes it easier to connect to your intuition, you need to be still and quiet. In some ways, you can do that, right? To hear that little voice is to meditate, to breathe deeply, to clear your mind, maybe go out in nature. Whatever it is, you know, do what you need to do so that you can quiet down your mind uh, and connect with your heart and your gut and that small voice within you. So if at all possible, if you're in the middle of a situation, you're trying to figure out what the right thing is to do, remove yourself from that situation so that there's some space between you and the situation so that you're not in the middle of all of those distractions and and possibly drama that's going on. Physically remove yourself from it so that you can quiet down that noise, quiet down the drama and connect Again, to your gut, your heart, and that small voice within you. The first thing you should do is connect, once you're in that quiet space, is connect with your physical body. 
and see if there's any feelings coming up for you. Um, Perhaps you feel uneasy or you've got that sick feeling in the pit of your stomach. Or maybe you feel this like huge resounding yes screaming through every cell in your body uh, with excitement and joy. Whatever it is, whatever it is that you're feeling, connect with it, this physical feeling, and, and explore it. And you want to explore it because, again, we need to make sure that that physical feeling that's showing up for us is, in fact, our intuition and not coming from a place of fear. Another way that you can connect is through channeled writing. And I know I've talked about channeled writing before, but just as a reminder for everyone, when you, you, you write, it's like a stream of consciousness writing, right? You write a, piece, a question on a top of a piece of paper, then you get still, you take a few deep breaths, you clear your mind, you kind of put your pen on the piece of paper, and then you wait and you watch or listen for the words to start showing up in your mind. So you're you're observing your mind. You're observing the words that are going to come in. And then as soon as they start coming in, you start writing. And you don't worry about spelling or grammar. Don't worry about making sense of what it is that you're writing. Don't stop and try to read what you're writing. Just write as fast as you can, uh, trying to keep up with the words as they come in until the words stop, stop coming. Once you've finished writing, then you can go back and read and see what it is you wrote. If you've done this, I'll say correctly, and, and the correct aspect of channeled writing is that you've disconnected from your your personal mind and you've created space for your intuition and your higher self to come through. If you've done this correctly, when you go back and read what you wrote, it'll be as if you've never seen it before um, and you're reading the message for the first time. So it's not you creating the message, it's somebody else creating your higher self, creating it through you and you're just writing it down and channeling it. Now, trust is a critical component of connecting to your intuition, uh, and it comes in a couple flavors, right? Trust that you can connect with your intuition. Trust that um, it is your intuition. Trust that what you're hearing is valid. And trust that your intuition is focused on helping you live to your highest potential, your highest good. Trust is important because sometimes... When we're connecting to our intuition, the answer we get or the guidance that we get is not the answer or guidance that we want. And it could be because it requires some kind of change that we don't feel we're ready to take on in our lives or um, that you don't want to face or the, the guidance or the answer we get is complete opposite of what we want. Maybe we really want to go after that job because the paycheck is so great, but the guidance we're getting is, no, not the best thing for you, and there's a bunch of red flags. So trusting your intuition, part of trusting your intuition is being honest with the message that's coming through for you. 
So I mentioned earlier that each time I ignored or even tried to negate what my intuition was saying, I ended up regretting it because I ended up going through more pain than I would have if I had originally accepted and acted on the intuition that had come to me. It's not to say that going through that process, following my intuition in that case would have been, you know, a bed of roses. There would would have been some challenges and some pain and heartache, but in retrospect, it would have been a whole lot less than when I did, in fact, uh, ignore or negate. And the benefits when we learn to trust our intuition are huge. So for starters, we become better at decision making, right? Our decisions usually are made faster and they're more aligned close with what it is that's best for ourselves and our life journey, right? We have a, a more close alignment between that. Uh, and while we may include some rational decision-making processes and points into that decision, our intuition is the guide around the direction that we take. And then those rational points almost get layered on on top of that. So our decision-making becomes much faster and usually more accurate. And at the beginning of the show, I shared how some of scientists and researchers are proving this to be true. When we trust our intuition, we also have a greater understanding of ourselves. So we know who we are because we've worked through and released a lot of stuff. We know what we want. Uh, we've worked through that stuff and therefore we know when something feels right for us or when it doesn't feel right for us. We can come up with more ways to go after what, what feels right for us as well because our creativity increases. We're more open. We're, we're listening for that guidance. We're looking for that insight and that wisdom that comes from our intuition and that can also share other ways of doing something. So our creativity increases. Another huge benefit is that we reduce the stress and anxiety associated with decision making. And the reason we do that is because we no longer have to agonize over all of the different options that are possible. And, and we no longer have to try to figure out which one is the best one for us. Instead, when we trust our intuition, we have this method that gives you almost a near instant feedback in your body about what the best decision or the best direction is for you. So you can make your decisions more quickly without that stress and anxiety. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, explore a little bit more about how intuition looks in practice. Stay tuned. Dr. Rob Moyer is the director of the Ocean River Institute, and he is passionate about saving the ocean by helping dolphins suffering from nitrogen pollution. Nitrogen is a dangerous pollutant, affecting our oceans, altering ocean ecosystems, and contributing to global warming. The Ocean River Institute provides opportunities to make a difference and encourages people to go the distance for savvy stewardship of a greater and bluer planet Earth. Partnered with organizations from Massachusetts to Florida, Alaska to the Caribbean, the Ocean River Institute's mission is to foster involvement in conservation and environmental monitoring by facilitating grassroots efforts at local and regional levels. Hello, I'm Rob Moyer of the Ocean River Institute. Please visit our website at oceanriver.org. Sign up for free e-alerts. You may call us at 617-661-6647. Our email address is info at Ocean River. Become informed and then act with us. Thank you. 
Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Welcome back. This is Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and today we're talking about accessing and trusting your intuition. And I wanted to share quickly how connecting with and working with your intuition looks in practice. So we're going to use a hypothetical scenario that, let's say, you're thinking of changing jobs and you don't know what to do. So start first by thinking about the situation. Really allow yourself to fully explore the feelings, the fears, the anxiety, the the, the dreams and hopes you have associated with, gee, uh, your job and your career. So in this example, you would think about your current job, what your work environment is like, how it aligns with your career goals, and how you feel going to your job every day. And then once you've kind of looked at it, then you say, gee, what's the, the problem or the situation that you want insight on? And in this case, the, the question is, should you stay or should you go to a, a new job? Um, and if you do, you know, you, what option is best for you if you do go? You know, should you work for another company, work for yourself? be a full-time employee or a contract-based employee, right? These are all the, the, the possible uh, things you want insight on and, and kind of where you could go. So write down each possible solution. Gee, stay with my job or get a new job and work for another company, get a new job and work for myself, get a new job, be a contract, whatever all the different permutations are. Write each one down and then connect with your intuition to get guidance on which one is the right one for you. So for each, start by looking at how each answer feels in your body, what feelings come up, right? Your body, again, is a great parameter barometer for you because your body doesn't lie. Your mind can make things up and try to convince you of something, but your body cannot. So what emotions do you feel? Do you feel relaxed, relieved, peaceful? Uh, do you feel hopeful and excited? If that's the case, maybe that solution around your job is the correct one for you. Or does your body feel tense and anxious and stressed? Maybe you have that sick feeling. Your intuition is probably telling you that that solution for your, your work life is probably not the right one for you. If you're still not sure, then imagine yourself going forward and implementing each answer. And really visualize this because our minds don't know the difference between reality and when we're imagining. So you can get great intuitive feedback without any risk because you're not taking any actions you're just imagining it so visualize you doing 
option one of your job situation. What do you need to do? Imagine yourself taking each step. How do you feel during each step? Are you fearful yet excited? Or do you feel a sense of dread or reluctance uh, as as you're taking those steps? Each feeling is a guide for you from your intuition. So go through each possible solution. Note which one feels best in your body. Uh, And if it helps, take notes as you're doing each one of these so you can compare the solutions. Spend some time looking at each of the possible actions for you and determine whether any of your reactions are fear-driven rather than intuition-driven. So remember, we've talked about this quite a bit today. When something is fear-driven, it tends to feel heavy and constraining. If you feel that, spend some time determining what it is you're afraid of. Explore that fear. Allow yourself to feel it and really dig in so you can name it and then come up with uh, a way to deal with that fear because most likely it is an irrational fear. Um, See how that fear has held you back in the past, see how it's protected you, Um, look at both the good and the bad for that fear, and see it with clear, self-loving eyes, right, because the decisions you've made and, and how they've impacted you are ones that you made at the time, given everything that you had at that time, so you did the best you could, don't beat yourself up, we're all human, we're all here to learn. So just recognize any patterns that you have had and you've used in the past around this fear. And then if it feels right, again, relying on your intuition, consciously choose to walk through that fear as you look at, gee, is this the right solution for me or not? So this process of identifying the situation and what you can do and chucking into your intuition is one you can repeat anytime. So today we've talked a lot about our intuition, how to connect to it and and then trust what you get. Um, It can be applied throughout your life. You can do it anytime. You don't need any special tools or anything like that. My time here with uh, BBM Global Network is going to be ending on October 10th. Um, I'm hoping that you join me. Uh, I'm shifting over to Blog Talk Radio. I'll start my show up there in November, so feel free to follow me there. But I've got a couple more shows here, so I hope to hear you and have you tune in next week. Have a great week. This has been Living a Courageously Authentic Life with host Jennifer Monahan. Listen each week as Jennifer helps you get down to the core of who you are, discover and connect to your inner spark, and bring that forward consistently and consciously in your day-to-day life. Here on Jennifer Monahan's Living a Courageously Authentic Life. been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.